Hello and welcome to New Life Restoration Church, where our vision is restoring hope and living with purpose. We are glad you're tuned in to listen to this powerful message and we pray it blesses you. I just want to say welcome again to, to everyone in, in service this morning. Welcome to our online people. I, I just want to say that again. Uh, I said it this morning, but I want to say it again. That's all right? Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Feels good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 This, this morning, I got something I want to talk about this morning. Amen. Right. That's okay with y'all? All right. Amen. All right. By, by a show of hands. How many people want something? Show a hand. If you're online, uh, you know, you can drop a thumbs up. If, if you got a want in your life. If you, if you don't mind telling the people in the, in the house today, let us know what you want. Let, let me hear some things that you want if you don't mind sharing. Amen. All right. No, everybody want an amen. Uh, new blessings. Amen. Walk more with God. Walk more with God. Amen. Amen. And if you're online, you can drop a comment if, if you don't mind sharing something that you want. And if we think about the things that we want, some of us may have a long list of the things that we want. I mean, you can check my Nike account of, of my wish list of all these different types of shoes and, and clothes that I want. Uh, you can get on my Amazon and, and look at all these cooking supplies and, and things I got that I want. Amen. Amen. The list will be long. But if I said, look at my list of beliefs. It may not be as long as my list of wants. Amen. Because there is a difference between the things that you want and the things that you believe. Amen. It's a very minute difference, but it is a difference. Amen. A lot of people say they want something, but they're not willing to, to do what is necessary to get those things. So we are going to take you back for a little while. We, we got a uh, 30 plus in here. And if you go back to around Christmas time, amen, maybe you were about 9, 10 years old. And, and when you were a child, a lot of times they would put out this Christmas ad around the time of November. And, and, and around the time of November, we would begin to write down the list of the things that we wanted for Christmas, amen. And as we write down these things of, of the things we wanted for Christmas, we would begin to do certain things a little differently to, to, to let our parents know how bad we wanted those things, amen? So somebody may ask you what, are you, what do you want for Christmas? And you may tell them, oh, you know, I got this circled, I got this on my list, I got this on my list, but I believe I'm getting this, amen? It, it, it was a different list from your wants and your beliefs. You, you wanted these certain things, but it was another list that you truly believed that you was going to get. It was no way that mama and daddy or grandma was going to let me wake up Christmas morning without these certain things on my belief list. Amen. So the thing that is different is when you want something, it is more of a, a, a passive uh, type of energy, I guess you could say, opposed to when you believe in something, you have to get active. Okay. When, when, when you want something, you can just sit there and rattle off the list. It, it's passive. You ain't really got to do nothing for your wants. But when you believe that something should be yours, it's going to cause you to take action. Amen? That's right. when, when you believe that you're going to get these, these new toys or, the, or these new clothes that was on your belief side, 
you begin to act a little different around the months of November and December, amen. You, you, you begin to treat your siblings a little bit more nicer. You, 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 begin, you begin to do the chores without anybody having to ask you to do it, amen. You, you begin to start saving your money just in case mom and daddy might need a little help to get that thing for you, amen. You start doing things for your belief list. Those, those things that you want, you might just let those go, amen. I, I, I want them, but I don't really need them. I don't believe that that's really mine. But, but from my belief side, you're going to begin to get at. If you have things that you want, but not bad enough, it's not going to change your behaviors. When you, when you believe something should be yours, your behaviors will change. Amen? amen. I, I, I wanted Danisha to be my girlfriend, amen? But when I believed she should be my wife, some things started to change. So, so, so th I, had to, I had to change some things about myself when I believed she should be my wife. See, we, we, we want to change the way that we eat. We, we want to try this new diet. We want to exercise. We want to get in shape. But we don't think it's worth it. But if we believe that if we didn't change our diet, and that if we didn't exercise, that if, if we didn't do these certain things, we would surely die, then we would start to change. Yeah. We, we would start to put some action with it. Oh, yeah. See, I, 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 I want to stay away from the Twinkies. But if I believed on twinkles would really hurt my health, I would, I would have the, 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 the uh, discipline to put them down. Yeah. Come on now. Amen? It's a difference between something you want and something you believe. Right. I, I could ask Christina that, that, that Christina just got a new job, amen? amen. And, and I'm sure for a little while she wanted a new job, amen? Yeah. I, I'm sure it was things going on that she just realized, hey, this ain't for me. But the moment, I'm sure if I was to ask her, the moment you started to believe that you needed a new job, I bet you she put some action with it. I, I bet she maybe began to update her resume. Amen. So, so when the time came, she would be ready. Amen. Somebody say be ready. We have to be ready. Amen. We have to be willing to change for the things that we believe. The difference between wants and beliefs happen in the brain. Amen. They happen in the brain. We, we know about, about, about uh, uh, mindset warfare, amen. We, we have these, these uh, uh, wars between good and evil thoughts, amen. And the difference between something that you want and something that you believe is going to happen in your brain, amen. That, that's why I always remember Pastor Spradley came down here and told us, you know, beware of stinky thinking, amen. <laughs> Amen. That, that's a phrase that, that has stuck with me for a while. Amen. War is going on in your brain. I'm, I'm going to give you some fun facts about the brain and then we're going to get into the word. Amen. Okay, I got uh, one, two, three, four. I got five fun facts about the brain. It says the brain is made up of 60% fat. How many of y'all knew that? 60% fat. But not the kind of fat that, that's holding up some of our waistlines, amen. This, this is a different type of fat, amen. So, so, so don't go going for the snacks, man. You know, I'm trying to help my brain now. Now, now this is a different type of fat, amen. But it's made up of 60% of fat. Scientists believe that the storage capacity of our brain is virtually unlimited. Amen. So it says it is about 86 billion neurons in our brain. 
and those 86 billion neurons cross and touch another neuron and, and all together our brain can total up to one quadrillion neurons amen so so your brain has unlimited capacity to store knowledge amen so so a lot of people you know i be criticizing people talking about they remember stuff from when they were three and four years old like, man, you, 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 don't, you don't remember that you don't, you don't remember that. but you know doing a little research maybe they do you know maybe they do because it says our brain has unlimited storage capacity you know i don't agree with the scientists on this one i don't stop giving y'all a hard time about that the third uh, fact it says information from the brain travels up to 268 miles per hour so when your brain tells your body to do something that's why it can happen so fast just, just like me snapping my, my brain is just telling that to happen to my body so fast 268 miles per hour. Fourth fact, the brain can't feel pain. The brain has no pain sensors. Our skull has pain sensors, but the brain does not. So, so, so you can have brain surgery, and once they get past those pain sensors in your skull, they don't have to uh, numb the brain because it can't feel any pain. Amen? Last fact, you use more than 10% of your brain. A, a lot of times we have been believing that we only use 10% of our brain, but truth is we use 100% of our brain. Now we never use 100% at the same time, but 100% of our brain is being used. Amen. So, so then we're just some fun facts because we're talking about the brain. We're going to be talking about uh, our mind and the shift from from giving something from a want to shifting it to something you believe amen so go ahead and turn your bible we're going to be doing a lot of bible flipping this morning amen we ain't in bible study but i got i got some uh, uh scriptures we're gonna have to turn to this morning so get your thumbs ready um first we're going to go at mark 11 and i'm going to read verse 23 mark 11 verse 23 And the name of the sermon is going to be called, Do You Believe? Somebody say, Do You Believe? Amen. If you're online, drop a Do You Believe in the comment section this morning. Mark 11, verse 23 says, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt, somebody say doubt, in their heart, but believe, somebody say believe, that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. I'm going to read that again. That, that, that's powerful. Truly, I tell you. No lies here. No, no cap, as the young people say. No cap. He says, anyone who says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their hearts, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done. Two things have to be going on here. He says, you cannot doubt, and you must believe well. Anybody catch where you got to believe at? In your heart. He says, don't doubt and believe it in your heart, and it will happen for you. I don't know what made Miss Spradley text me this scripture this week. On Thursday, she texted me this scripture and I had been contemplating, I had not, I had been taking like some mental notes of, of what I was going to preach about, but I haven't really put any pen to paper yet. On Thursday morning, she texts me 
this scripture and I seen it at my lunchtime and I was thinking, I was like, man, I told Danisha, I, I don't know what made your mama text me that, but that was exactly one of the topics that I had been thinking about preaching on this week. I, I was contemplating between believing and I was contemplating between reaping your harvest. And, and when she texted me that, at that moment, I believed that that's what I should be preaching about. So with that belief, I had to go put some action to it, amen. I had to stop taking the mental notes and, and thinking about these topics that I was going to preach about and begin to put action when I got that confirmation from Ms. Pratt. And, and in the, the, the text message, it was actually a picture from her Bible, and, and in there, she had the word believed underlined. Now, now, what are the chances that I'm thinking about preaching about believing, she sends me a text and the word believe is underlined. Amen. That, that, that's supernatural. That, that's what Pastor Brandon was talking about last week when he said God is always at work. Amen. It, it, we're, even when we're not thinking about it in things unseen, he is always working it out. Amen. So then I had to put some action to it. So I'll give you a little background of what's going on right here in Mark 11. And right before this, Jesus had just cursed a fig tree. You may remember the story of them walking and, and they see this tree, tree and Jesus seen this tree bearing leaves but it had no figs. And Jesus told the tree, may you be cursed. May no one ever eat from you again. And they went on ahead and went to the temple and, and this is where Jesus flipped over the tables in the temple because he, he seen everything going on and, and, and it made him upset. And, you know, a lot of us try to refer to that scripture uh, of what well, we do something wrong out of our anger, amen, but uh, that's another subject for another day. And, and when they came back from leaving the temple, the disciples seen the fig tree and see that it had withered away. Right. And Jesus looked at them like, why are you surprised? You, you, you heard what I spoke to this tree. You heard what I declared to this tree. I said, may no one ever eat from it again. So why are you surprised when you see that it has withered away and no one will ever eat from it again? The thing with believing is you not only have to believe it in your heart, you must also confess it with your mouth. You must not only believe it in your heart, but you also must confess it with your mouth. Amen. Have you ever seen someone who wants to get to heaven versus someone who believes they already know they're going to heaven? Amen. Yeah. That, that, that salvation swag is a little different on a person who believes they're going to heaven versus a person who wants to go to heaven. Amen. Because when you believe you're going to heaven, you have already believed that thing in your heart and you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Versus when you want to go to heaven, you know, somebody tell you, where, where you going when you live? I, I, I might go to heaven. I don't, I don't really know. They, they not, they're not really confident in, in that thing. So, so what belief does is it gives us confidence. When we speak those confessions, it's giving us confidence. When the, listen, listen to this. When the heart doesn't differ from the mouth, the combination of the two will always make things happen. When the mouth doesn't differ from the heart, the combination of the two will always make things happen. Supernatural things can happen when the mouth and the heart are on the same accord. 
I'm talking about supernatural things can happen when you believe something in your heart and you begin to confess that thing. Amen. Amen. But guess who also knows this? The devil. Wow. He, he, he knows if he can get you to believe his lies and begin to get you to speak those lies, supernatural things are going to happen that shouldn't be happening in your life. We have to be careful what we're filling our minds and our hearts with. Amen. Belief causes us to no longer sit still. Have you ever had somebody to, to, to have you ever told somebody you're going to do something and they didn't believe you? Oh, I, I, I do this. I, I, I go get on that roller coaster. You, you be like, you be like, no, you won't. No, you won't. You, you just saying that. You just talking. Oh, you don't believe me? Guess what you about to do? You about to put some action with what you just said. Because you got to prove that you want them to believe you, amen? amen. Tell your neighbor, put some action with it. <laughs> well, look, I ain't calling nobody out there. Don't my wife back there now. When Peter walked on water, they seen this figure walking on the sea. And Peter wanted to believe that that was Jesus Christ. And he said, Jesus, is that, if that is you, if that is you, tell me to come walk on water. I need you to confess that thing. He said, tell me to come walk on water. And Jesus just said one word. He said, come. And when Jesus said, come, guess what Peter had to do? He, he had to go. He had to put some action with it because he wanted to believe that that was Jesus. He wanted to believe that with all his heart that that was truly Jesus walking on that water. But we know the story as, as Peter began to walk on the water, it says he heard the wind and he got afraid. And, and he began to sink and he cried out, help me, Lord, save me. And, and Jesus caught him. And he says, why did you doubt? Ask your neighbor, why did you doubt? Jesus has told you something to believe in, but yet you doubted him. Jesus has told you a uh, promise. He has promised you some things, but you doubted. You, you began to sink and you began to cry, but, but the Lord was right there the whole time with you. Amen. If you remember the story about the woman with the issue of blood. She, she had been to all these doctors. She, she had spent up all her money. And word around town was Jesus was in town. Amen. And it says in the Bible that the woman said something. She said something. And she said, if I only touch the cloak, or I'm going to go old school, if I only touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. First, she believed it. Then, she confessed it. Then, she put some action to it, amen? She... It said it was a crowd of people around Jesus. It was like Mardi Gras at that thing. Amen. I don't know if you ever tried to fight through the Mardi Gras crowd, but, but that ain't no easy task. Amen. And then it says she got to him and touched the hem of his garment. And I remember, I ain't got the text in front of me, but I do think Jesus said something about be of good heart. Amen. He, he's talked about her heart. Amen. And he told her because of this, because of your faith, you are healed. Yeah. Last example I'm going to give you. In Daniel chapter 3, we, we know them as the three Hebrew boys. Yeah. 
And, and, and King Nebuchadnezzar was trying to get them to worship this golden statue. And these boys believed in God, amen. And they were not going to bow down to this uh, golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had built. Uh, had built. And when King Nebuchadnezzar had, had called them to his presence, and he was telling them that you're going to bow down or you're going to face the fiery furnace, the boy said something, amen. They had to say what they believed in their heart. And they said, if we are thrown into the fiery furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us, and he will deliver us. This is what they said. They only not believed it, but they had to put some action with it, amen. So, so when it came time to walk to that fiery furnace, they, they couldn't back down. Because everything in their heart believed that if we walk into this furnace, God can save us from it. Yes, we got to put some, I, I mean, I could go on and on. I could go through the story of Moses. I could go through the story of Abraham. I, I could talk about the, the man who, who, who came to Jesus with, with his, his, his daughter being dead and asked Jesus, come see her. Can you save my daughter? Mm. I could talk about stories for days. But we're going to get into the sermon. I'm sorry if I'm a little long this morning, but I feel good this morning. Amen. I'm going to talk about 22 things. I'm looking at some eyeballs. They're like, man, hold on now. I know we said take your time, but we didn't mean it. You know what I mean? But originally, as I was preparing and I started to put down things I wanted to talk about for belief. I originally wrote down about 22 things that I could talk about. But you know, I, you know, you got to know your crowd, amen. You got to know your crowd. So, so I narrowed it down for y'all, amen. And I'm going to give you three friends of belief and three foes of belief, amen. We're going to talk about three friends of belief and three foes of belief, amen. And I, and I took a page out of, out of Pastor Brandon's book, all of them are going to begin with the same letter, the letter F, amen. Amen. You know, that, that, that it was no easy task of, of converting these things to make them all fit the letter F, amen. You know, I had to put some work in, had to get looking look at the synonyms and all kind of stuff, amen. So the first one, go ahead and turn to Matthew 6, verse 18. I told you we're going to be doing some page turning because we got a, a different, different, different scripture for every one of them, amen. I'm there. You there? Amen. All right. Matthew 6, verse 18, and it reads, So that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. The first friend of belief is fasting. Fasting is for you and your relationship with God. Amen. Fasting is for you and your relationship with God. Amen. The scripture warns us, don't be obvious to others about what you're doing when you fast, mm -hmm. but only to the Father. Mm -hmm. You ain't got to go around bragging, letting everybody know you know, well, I'm fasting from, from, from meat right now, you know, so if I'm a little sluggish, you know, y'all understand, you know. You know, I'm fasting from, from Facebook, so, you know, I might not know what y'all be talking about and stuff, you know. Looking all sad, 
He says fasting should be done for your relationship with you and the Father. It ain't for everybody to know that you're fasting. Because what you're doing when you're fasting is you're trying to zone in spiritually. Amen. It's some things going on that, 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 that is a little cloudy in, in, in your mind, and you're trying to zone in spiritually. Amen. You should not be fasting for the physical benefits. If you're fasting for just the physical benefits, you're not fasting. You're just on a diet. Amen. you you just on a diet. Fasting should always relate to spiritual things. Now, you may see physical benefits. You, you may decide to fast for money, and you stop eating them little Debbie cakes, and, and you stop snacking on the chips, and, and you stop eating processed food for a month. You may begin to see some, some physical benefits, but that's not the reason why you should be doing it. You should be doing it for the spiritual benefits. Why is, is fasting a, a friend of belief? Because through the process of fasting, God will be placing his desires in your heart. And, that, and that's what we're working on our mind and we're working on our heart right now. So, so through the process of fasting, God is giving you his desires. He's, he, he, he's doing heart surgery on you, amen. He, he's doing some brain surgery on you, amen. Because the scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Some of us desire some things that are not of God. And, and that's why we can't have them. Yeah. So when we fast, what we're doing is we, we're, we're getting spiritually connected with God. Yeah. He's doing heart surgery on us, and he's letting us know the things that should be in our heart. And as we delight ourselves in the Lord and we get these new desires, we start to see the things that we're desiring manifest in our life. Yeah. In his presence, amen. It's about your relationship with God. Yeah. Luke 6, 45 says, For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Mm -hmm. The mouth would say what the heart is full of. That means your heart is full of evil, your mouth is going to speak evil. Mm -hmm. your, your heart is full of hate, your mouth is going to speak hate. Yeah. Your mouth is full of joy, yeah. your heart is going to speak joy. Yeah. Amen? So, so, whatever the heart is full of, the mouth is going to say. Your heart is full of belief, your mouth is going to speak belief. Amen? We have to be careful what we're full of. Amen? That, that's why fasting is a friend of belief because through that process of fasting, God is going to be telling us what we should be filled. He's going to be removing those things we, we don't need. He's going to be... Facebook, you don't need that. Instagram, you don't need that. Uh, these different kind of uh, foods you eat, you don't need that. He's going to be removing that thing and putting new desires in your heart. And you're going to all of a sudden begin to wonder, why, why won't these salads so much? Uh, well, I mean like a rabbit around here. You've been fasting. God, God, you don't need all that meat. You know? I ain't fasting yet, y'all. I'm going to let you know. I'm a, I'm a carnivore, amen. <laughs> amen. So the first friend is fasting. The second one, 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Man, give me a second. I ain't, ain't marked none of these in my Bible like I normally do. You know, so I, I got to turn there like y'all turning there. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 11. And it says, Therefore, 
Encourage one another and build each other up just in fact you're doing. The second friend of belief is fellowship. Fellowship. We all need a friend, amen? amen. The scripture says, just as you been, have been doing, continue to encourage one another and build each other up. Somebody say, I need a friend. If, you, if you're online, drop a, drop a comment and say, I need a friend. You're going to need others sometimes to remind you about the promises of God. Sometimes we can get down and out. Sometimes we can be down on our luck. And we're going to need someone, uh, a confidant, a confidant, or however you say it. You're going to need somebody that you can trust with what you have been maybe fasting about. Or maybe what you've been praying about. Yeah. Someone who will lift you up in the time of need. Yeah. Someone who is going to encourage you. Someone who is going to pray for you. Amen. Because we're all going to go through the valley at one point or another. Mm. We're all going to go through the valley at one point or another. And we're going to need someone to be praying for us while we're down in the valley. Amen. Mm. They may not be able to join us physically in our valley. But they can lift us up in prayer. Yeah. They can encourage us to continue to strive to get back to the mountaintop. That's why fellowship is so important. The scripture says that two is better than one in the book of Proverbs. He says, because if one falls by himself, who can pick him up? If one is cold, how can he stay warm? How can you do these things if you by yourself? That's why fellowship is so important. Amen. I'm not going to hop on this one too long. Just say one more time, I need a friend. I need a friend. Our third one is focus. The third friend of belief is focus. Why did Peter start to sink? He lost focus. It says the, he heard the wind blow. He took his eyes off Jesus who said, come to me. He heard the wind begin to blow. He started to sink and he lost focus. Why did the lady with the issue of blood get healed? Because she stayed focused. Despite everything that was going on in the crowd, she said, this is my blessing right here. This is how I'm going to get my blessing. And she stayed focused until she got it. Despite having the issue for 12 years, she stayed focused. Some of us can't stay focused for 12 minutes. This, this lady stayed focused for 12 years. God may have told you something and you haven't seen it come to pass yet, but I'm here to tell you this morning, stay focused. Stay focused. If God told it to you, you believe that thing in your heart, you confess that thing in your mouth, stay focused, amen. 1 Peter 5 and 8. I know you thought I went. I thought I forgot. I'm going to it. 1 Peter 5 and 8. It ain't too far from Thessalonians if you got the real Bible. 1 Peter 5 and 8, and it reads, Be alert and be sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. It says he's looking for someone to devour. 
The enemy ain't trying to save you. The enemy ain't trying to help you. The enemy is trying to devour your life. Amen. It says, stay sober-minded. If the lady with the issue of blood was, was somewhat drunk, she would have missed her blessing. Because she wasn't sober-minded. Amen. Some of us are missing our blessing because we're too drunk with what's going on on social media. We too worried about, oh, how many likes this person got? Oh, what did this person post today? Oh, what they doing with their family? We're, 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 we're indulging in social media so much that we're, we're uh, 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 missing time with God. We're missing the, the revelation of God. But we got the revelation of Facebook, amen. We got that revelation. I can tell you what time somebody posted something, where they went, how long they was there. We got that revelation. Ladies, you ever had a, a fella pursuing you, and then all of a sudden he just became a no call, no show? The brother just lost focus, amen. The, the brother lost focus. He, he, he was hitting you up every morning, good morning, beautiful. And then all of a sudden, no, nothing. You text him, he don't text back. Instagram got his attention. He lost focus. You know, pray that he get his focus back, amen. Because the devil is waiting for us to slip up. He, he's waiting for us to make a mistake. Because he says when he do, he's going to devour you. He, that, that's what he's looking for. He's looking for someone to devour. He wants you to believe just, just one of his lies. He believes if he can get you to believe one of his lies, he can get you to believe two of them. And he's going to get you to believe uh, uh, two lies, and then that's saying, you know, you're living a, a complete different lifestyle than what God has called you to be living. Gotta stay focused. How can you stay focused? You can fast, and you can fellowship. When you're fasting, it's going to help you stay focused. When you have the right people, emphasis on the right people, amen, around you, They'll help you stay focused. Well, you said this, 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 this is what you told me in prayer, but, but now I see you doing something different. I'm trying to help you stay focused. And a lot of us don't like that kind of accountability. We know God has told us something, and, and we don't want to tell other people. And you ain't even got to tell, you can just tell one person. We don't even want to tell one person because we know that person will hold us accountable. And we ain't ready for that type of discipline yet. Amen. But despite what, whatever mistake you have made, don't ever think you're too far away from God's grace. Amen. Because a lot of times we, we slip, we fall, we trip, and we feel like we have made so many mistakes that God's grace can't, can't sustain us anymore. We, we feel like we might as well just start living for the devil because we made so many mistakes. But I'm here to tell you this morning, despite your mistakes, God is always ready to forgive. Amen. My phone, my phone, and when I'm studying and preparing sermons, I, I cut on focus mode. And, and I need to start using a lot more often. Uh, and it actually has a setting to where I can set it to where focus mode comes on every time at a certain time of day. And I, I need to start setting it for, for certain times to where I don't want any distractions. Because sometimes I, I catch myself just getting on Instagram and I ain't even looking for it. It's just a habit. It's just muscle memory. I just grab my phone, swipe up, and hit a button. 
and 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 with focus mode, and I don't know if uh, the, the 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 Apple people have this, but uh, <laughs> Samsung have something called focus do mode. Oh, do not disturb. Okay, okay, you know. Okay, but focus mode, what it does is you can allow only certain apps for you to have access to. And not only do you only have access to those apps, but it blocks the notification for any app that is not on your okay list. Amen. So when I'm focused and I'm preparing for sermons, I only have, I think on my list, I have 10 apps. I know I have both of my Bible apps. I have uh, uh, Google because I got to look up some stuff. And I was thinking to myself as I was preparing this, I said, like, man, how pastors used to do this back in the day, man? You know, Google, you know, I'm looking for a certain verse. I can just type that thing in and, and pop up. And They had to use, you know, some kind of book or something and turn to it. I said, man, studying back in the day probably took a minute, you know. But, you know, I'm off topic. But I said all that to say this, stay focused, amen. Stay focused, you know. You know, use technology for good. It's some good benefits to knowledge. You want to spend time with your family, cut on focus mode and don't allow yourself to access social media during family time, amen. Don't allow yourself to access uh, certain apps after a certain time, amen. Cut on focus mode to stay focused. All right, so them are our three friends of belief. Next, we're going to talk about the three foes of belief. Got friends and we got foes. Are you friend or are you foe? And we finna be out this door. <laughs> Amen. The first one, I didn't even, I, I actually wrote this one down in my notes. It was so short, so I ain't even got to turn to this one. But it's going to be Proverbs 24 and 16. Proverbs 24 and 16. And it says, for the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. The first foe of belief is failures. The first foe of belief is failures. Failures can make you doubt in your heart. And oftentimes, it doesn't even have to be your failure. You can see somebody else fail, and it make you doubt in your heart. Despite what God has told you, well, God has told me this, but I seen somebody else trying the same thing and they failed. So now I have doubt. And with, with, with doubt, you no longer move. When, when doubt enters, you no longer move. You begin to sit still and, and sink like Peter did, amen. When, when, when he doubted for a second, he began to sink. He lost focus. He, he, he began to fall in the water, to sink in the water. Sometimes God may be calling you to do something, and it's not about having success. It may be just to see, do you trust him? Sometimes God could be calling you to do something, and it may not be about having success in that area, but it may be just to check to see, do you really trust me? Do you trust that I said start that business? Do you trust that I said uh, I'll be a teacher? Do you trust that I said you're going to be a good father? I'm just talking about my own life. You know, I ain't going to dig into nobody else's book, amen. I'm just talking about my own life. Do you trust me? It's not about having success all the time. Because success may be in just trying. If you just tried that thing, you did have success. It was other disciples on that boat with Peter. They wanted to believe that that was Jesus too. 
But Peter was the one who spoke it and said Peter was the one that stepped up off the boat. He was ready to demonstrate his faith, amen. So it wasn't about him succeeding. It was about did he trust Jesus? Do you trust me enough to really walk on water? I never seen nobody do this but Jesus. I never seen other 12 disciples walk on water. I, I, I never seen anybody walk on water before. I never seen anybody else start a business before. I never seen anybody else buy a new car before. I never seen anybody do this thing, whatever God has told you before. But will you trust me and just try it? Will you trust me and just try it? So don't let the failures discourage you, amen? Because in, in hip-hop culture right now, it's a saying. Every L, meaning loss, you know, I got to update y'all. You know. Every L that you take is a lesson. Every L that you take is a lesson. So despite you felling in that thing, you sit back, you, you, you uh, re-examine what has just happened. He said, what lesson can I learn from this? What lesson can I learn from my face? Well, I started this business and I quit my, my 40-hour job and I failed. Flat on my face. But what lesson can I learn from this? Well, well, I made this mistake. So, so the, the next business that I'm going to start, amen, don't, don't give up. The, the next business that I'm going to start, I'm not going to make that mistake. What lessons can you learn from your losses? The second foe of belief. We're going to go to John 8. And we're going to read verse 45 and verse 47. Oh, too far. John 8. Verse 45 and verse 47. And I'm there. And it says, Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of that verse 46, I'm sorry, jump down to 47. Whoever belongs to God, hears, somebody say hears, what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. The second foe of belief is facts. The second foe of belief is facts. We got facts versus truth. Come on. Amen. It says right here in the scripture, I tell you the truth and you don't believe me. Yeah. He says, but if you hear God speaking and you heard what God has said, the only reason that you're not hearing me is because you do not belong to God. Yeah. You can't understand the truth. You can't believe in the truth because you're too full of lies from the devil. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. He says, if you are my child, you will know the truth. And the scripture says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Yeah. Them lies you've been believing have been holding you down, have been chaining you down. But he says, once you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. Yeah. Facts versus truth. Facts. Irrefutable statements that can be proven. If I tell you I'm broke, that may be a fact. You can look in my account and see that I'm broke. You can come to my house 
See, no food in the refrigerator to prove that I am broke. It's a fact. It can be proven. But the truth, the truth are statements that may include facts but must be believed. The truth are statements that include facts but they must be believed. The fact is I'm ahead and not the tail. I must believe that. Amen. The fact is I'm above and not believe. I must believe that. The truth is I'm broke. The truth is my car is raggedy. But I must believe in the promises of God. I must believe what his word says. Amen. So that's why facts can be a foe of belief. Because everything around you is fact. That wall is, is beige. That's a fact. But if I believe that God told me to paint that wall pink, I could begin to speak. That wall is going to be pink. And what's going to eventually happen? I'm going to have to start to put some action with it, amen. I'm going to have to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and go buy some pink paint and make that wall pink. Because remember what he said in the very first scripture we read. It says, anybody believe you can speak to that mountain and it be moved, amen. He was talking to the disciples out in the desert and, 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 and they were wondering, why is that fig tree withered away? And Jesus is like, fig tree? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Look at this mountain. He says, you can speak to this mountain and tell it, move to the sea. And if you believe in your heart, that thing will come to pass. Whatever the mountain is in your life, this, the fact is that mountain is right there in front of you, blocking you from what you're trying to get to. That's a fact. The fact is that that mountain is higher than you want to climb, amen? amen? But the truth is, you can speak to that mountain and tell it be moved. That's the truth. And the truth has to have an element of belief to it, amen? amen. Fact is, everything you own just burned down in a house fire. Truth is, Matthew 6 says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Truth is, he said, do I not feed the birds of the air? How much more will I not feed my own child? Fact is, I, I also clothe the, 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 the field with lilies. How much will I not clothe my own child? That is the truth. The fact is, everything you own has just been lost. The fact is, the truth is, the word of God. The word of God said, I don't even have to worry about that. But you got to believe. Last one. We, we out of the door. I'm getting I'm sweaty. I'm hot. I'm glad I took that suit jacket off, you know. I, I actually had to take it off, amen. I, I tell my wife, I said, it's time to get a new suit, baby. I, I had this one since about 2010. You know, I put on some pounds since 2010. You know, it's time to get a new one. Amen. I'm, I'm on my last point. And we're going to Isaiah 40, verse 30 through 31. Isaiah 40, verse 30 through 31. Come on, Isaiah. Let's see. Isaiah 40, verse 30, 31, and it reads, 
Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. 31, but for those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Our third foe of belief is faintness. Faintness. And I looked this up in, in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Faintness is to lose courage or spirit to become weak. You faint. Not, not, not you passed out, amen. Not that kind of faint. But the kind where you lose courage or spirit. Because remember, we try, we try to believe in something. And when you lose courage or your spirit has been broken, he's talking about faintness. Or to become weak. In other words, you tired. You tired to the bone, amen. You, you, I ain't never heard nobody say that, but you tired to the bone, amen. And what happens when you're tired is you don't move. Right. If, you, if, if you play sports with somebody and, and you see them get tired, they start to get sluggish. They, they, they're not moving like they used to. They start to bend over and put their hands on their knees. They're trying to catch their breath. They're not moving anymore. Earlier this week on Facebook, I put you either developing, you're dormant, or you die. And faintness will grow in that dormant stage right there. It's where you just sit still. You, 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 you're too tired to, to, to move up the mountain. You're too tired to stay in the valley. You, 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 just, you just there. Amen. You like, bro, man, on the fifth floor. You just there. Amen. How you get here? I don't even know. I'm just here. You just there. You're too tired to quit and too tired to try. Amen. But he says, he says, the young going to grow weak. The young will grow tired. Even young people will stumble and fall. But, somebody say but. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Amen. He says, you will soar on wings like eagles. You will run and not grow weary. Ooh, what that feel like? Run and not grow weary. I was watching track yesterday, and, and, and after they cross that finish line, they be laying down. They, 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 don't, they don't have their hands on their knees. They lay down. They be tired. He said, he says, if you hope in me, he says, I can give you the ability to run and not grow weary. Do you know how powerful that is? He says, they will walk and not be faint. You will not grow tired. But you got to place your hope in the right place. If you place your hope in me, you can always be moving toward what you believe in. Amen. We're going to close it out. That concludes today's word. We pray it blessed you. If you are interested in sowing into this ministry, you can do so through the church's cash app that can be found in the description of this episode. Have a wonderful day and live with purpose.